0: Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles today to Matthew chapter number 2, and we're going to pick up in verse number 11. Uh, Last time we were together, we were talking about the wise men, and we looked at a few things about, um, you know, we have no idea where they came from, Uh, We're not exactly sure how many there were. Uh, There's no mention of camels in the narrative. Uh, And then we talked about, well, how did they know, you know, where the Lord was going to be born? And we looked at three possible reasons. Um, And then in verse number 11, and when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now notice the gifts first in this verse uh, that were brought by the wise men. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Each of these gifts represent some aspect of the Lord. For example, gold symbolizes his kingly role. Frankincense symbolizes his priestly role. And myrrh symbolizes his death. And we talked about last time we were together. Isaiah 60 and verse number six looks forward to when the Lord comes back the second time. And it says that the 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 people of the earth will bring the multitude of camels shall cover the land and dromedaries from Median and Ephah. All will come and they will bring gold and incense and they will proclaim the praises of the Lord, and that's looking forward. Now notice that they only bring golden incense, but they do not have any myrrh because Jesus came in his first advent to die. At his second advent, he's coming to rule and reign. Now, another thing we see that's interesting in these verses is that it tells us that, now now read the verse again, and when they were come into the house, okay, the wise men were not there at the birth of Jesus. Uh, so, you know, when we place them in our nativities for Christmas, it's kind of misleading because they were not there. Um, by the time they got to, to Jesus and Mary and Joseph, they were in a house. And it's no longer Jesus. Jesus is no longer described as a baby, but as a young child uh, with his mother. So a proof of this is the fact what Herod did when he figured out that he had been betrayed, because in Matthew chapter two, in verse number 16, it says, then Herod, when he saw uh, that he had been, uh, let's see, I'm looking at the new King James here. Uh, Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, he was exceedingly angry and he sent forth to put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem in all of its districts, listen, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. So again, the wise men were not there uh, at the incarnation, uh, the birth of Jesus. Only the shepherds were there that that evening. As a matter of fact, if you look in the narrative uh, in Luke, uh, in Luke uh, chapter two and verse number eight, it says, now there were in the same country shepherds living in the fields, keeping their watch over their flocks by night. And behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone about them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You're going to find this babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was... With this angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. And so when so it was that when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they made haste and they found Mary, Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. So, again, so much for the the nativity scene there Uh, the wise men were not there now look at verse number 12 of chapter number two then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to herod this is the wise men they departed for their own country another way now when they had departed behold the angel of the lord appeared to joseph now again second time saying listen arise take the young child and his mother flee to egypt and stay there until I tell you, for Herod will seek. He's going to come after the young child to destroy him. Now again, uh, this is when Herod realizes that he had been deceived or tricked by the wise men, and he decided to kill every baby in Bethlehem uh, that was under the age of two. Um, what I want to note about this is, is dreams, you know, many times in scripture, we find God warning and directing men through dreams. I mean, we, you know, in verse number 12, and this would be a sign, uh, as you see with, with, um, with Joseph here, uh, he's being warned in a dream. So we see dreams. I mean, they're not uncommon. Uh, before the Bible was finally published, because men did not have all the words of God to direct them. Okay, of course, some of them had the Old Testament or parts of it, which was the absolute authority, but still, um, God, it is recorded that God occasionally directed people by dreams. And, and when you look at dreams, I mean, then and today, I mean, there's there's some good dreams. I mean, you have Genesis 23, 20 verse 3, when God came to Abimelech in a dream and said, hey, you know, uh, that woman you're trying to make it with, uh, she's another man's wife and you better let her go. I'm going to kill you. Um, Genesis 31, 24, God came to Laban in a dream and said, hey, you know, if you touch a hair on Jacob's head, uh, I'll kill you. Uh, in Genesis 41, 1, Pharaoh dreamed a dream. Uh, and he, he sees the seven years of famine and, um, he, you know, of course he's directed by Joseph to start storing up food, uh, during the, the seven years of plenty, Daniel two, verse number one, King Nebuchadnezzar, he had a dream about this, this image, you know, and Daniel came and prophesied about all the empires that would follow Babylon. In every case, these dreams were accurate and they were perfectly prophetic. So God does use dreams for sure. But and of course, there were some bad dreams. You know, <clears throat> there were a number of other cases where men professed to have had dreams from God, but they were lying. Uh, for example, in First Kings 13, 13, verse 18, an old prophet professed to have received a word from an angel and he lied to a young prophet and God ended up killing the young prophet, because he had told the young prophet, you go in, you lay this prophecy down and I don't want you to eat. I don't want you to drink. I want you to turn around. I don't even want you to go out the same way you came in. And this old prophet, you know, sends word and says, listen, you know, the angel came to me, too. You know, and of course it was not. So um, in Jeremiah 23, verse number 16, uh, we see, um, quote, prophets prophesying lies to the people. Uh, that's in, uh, let's see, Jeremiah 23 and verse number uh, 16. Uh, it says, Thus says the Lord God of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the, quote, prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision from their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. And down in verse number 25 of the same chapter, I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long will this be in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies? Indeed, they are prophets of deceit, of the deceit of their own hearts. Who try to make my people forget my name by their dreams, which everyone tells his neighbor as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. The prophet who has a dream, let him tell the dream. And he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. And then notice he says, what is the chaff to the wheat? In other words, he's saying a dream is chaff. To the word of God is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Okay. Therefore, I am against the prophet, says the Lord, who steal my words, everyone from his neighbor. I am against the prophet, says the Lord. Okay. So God uh, says, listen, your dreams compared to my word are like chaff to wheat. The Word of God comes first. Yes, even to your, quote, prophetic dreams. A dream never takes precedence over the Word of God. So when someone says, hey, I've had a dream, you know, well, you know, that's that's great. As long as it aligns with the Word of God and it doesn't contradict the Word of God. I must admit, I tend to be skeptical in that area. But I, you know, looking at Scripture, it's obvious that God does use dreams for sure, but we need to be careful. We need to use discernment. And the word of God takes precedence over the, over dreams. Now we see in verse number 14, then he arose and he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. So notice that we also find prophecies in Matthew uh, chapter number two. Uh, the first one, uh, we see it in verses 13 through 15, and that is a fulfillment of Hosea eleven one. Hosea 11.1 1 says When Israel was a child I loved him and out of Egypt I called my son. That's what he's quoting there in Matthew two fourteen through fifteen. So historically, this prophecy in the Old Testament is recording the Exodus when Israel when God refers to the children of Israel as his firstborn before they had left Egypt. In Exodus 4, then you shall say to Pharaoh, of course, he's telling Moses, thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn, historically, but prophetically, it is looking forward to Jesus coming out of Egypt, following the death of Herod, fulfilling uh, that prophecy uh, that was again reiterated here in Matthew 2, 14. Through 15. You know, actually, Moses prophesied this uh, in Deuteronomy 18, 15, when he said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. In other words, he's going to raise someone else up that will lead you out of bondage. And as Moses led the children of Israel out of physical bondage, so this prophet, will lead them out of another type of spiritual bondage from your brethren. Him you shall hear according to all you desire to the Lord your help. And Horeb in the day the assembly saying, Let me hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire any more lest I die. And the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet just like you from among their brethren, he's going to be a Jew, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he will speak to them all that I command him. And again, this is a fulfillment um, of prophecies out of the Old Testament that was prophesied in regards to Jesus Christ. And then the final thing that I'm going to pull out of these this section of verses is, is matthew two seventeen through 18 and of course that is the response of herod um, herod immediately then was after he had killed uh, all the children two years old and under when he realized that he had been deceived by the wise men uh, then was fulfilled what was spoken by jeremiah the prophet so another old testament prophecy that was fulfilled in the New Testament. Um, it is a quote, it is a prophecy that was given in Jeremiah 31 15, which says a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. Again, Israel should have recognized that the baby Herod was trying to kill was in fact their king. The Old Testament prophecies were being fulfilled in and through the life of Jesus Christ, and it's only the beginning. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you, and he's working all things out for your good.